0: Because if you're asking God to fulfill a desire, but you have not given up that secret sin, that skeleton in the closet, children of y'all, I'm going to tell you, you're going to miss out on this very important lesson. See, God demands exposure. Welcome to the you Rice Podcast. My name is Shaq. I hope you guys are having a beautiful start to the week. Happy Monday. God bless you all. Happy Tuesday and happy Wednesday for those of you in future time zones, places like Australia, New Zealand. I believe I have a few uh, listeners from uh, Australia and New Zealand. God bless you all nonetheless. Amen. But uh, today I wanted to talk about miracles okay uh the name of the episode for today episode
1: number 50 is called in position for a miracle and children y'all
0: miracles are the stuff of the kingdom you cannot have a miracle unless god is in complete control A miracle is something that happens that you had no control over that benefits you and benefits the people around you. But most of the time, when it comes to the kingdom, it's mainly to benefit you and to benefit those around you so that you may know and that they may know that there is one God who is responsible for that miracle, amen? But I'm gonna read a few verses. I'm gonna read from Deuteronomy chapter 11, James chapter five, second Kings chapter two, and a little bit more of Deuteronomy 11, okay? Um But before I begin, I just want to say a quick prayer like I always do. So let's bow our heads and pray real quick. Father God, in your mighty holy name, I plead the blood of Jesus over this podcast episode. I plead the blood of Jesus over this vessel that humbly comes before you. I plead the blood of Jesus, so for all those who are within the sound of my voice, prepare our minds and prepare our hearts to receive the word unto today, Father God. Prepare our souls to receive the white manna from heaven, Father God. Prepare our souls. Help us get in position to receive a miracle unto tonight, tomorrow, and all the days of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, children, y'all. So I'm going to be reading from... Deuteronomy chapter 11, verses 13 to 15, and then I'm gonna read a little bit later on, but I wanted to start with this verse. And the name of the word reads, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And it shall be that if you earnestly obey my commandments, which I command you today, to love the Lord your God and serve Him with all your heart and with all your soul, then I will give you the rain for your land in its season, the early rain and the latter rain that you may gather in your grain, your new wine and your oil. And I will send grass in your fields for your livestock that you may eat and be filled. Amen. So children of Yah, we have a basic understanding that in order for a miracle to happen, we have to put ourselves in a position for God to see that we are righteous and holy before Him. We have to condition our minds. We have to condition our hearts. And we have to condition our souls toward all of the things of the Spirit of God. And, children of Yah, this isn't necessarily something that could be easy. Sometimes it's given to us. Through grace and grace alone. Because children of y'all, how many of us can honestly say that we have received miracles in our lives even when we didn't deserve it? How many of us can honestly say, you know, we've been making mistake after mistake after mistake, and we have received miracles? That's because, children of yah, it's the heart that God blesses. Okay? It's the heart that God analyzes. Jeremiah 17 God says I search the mind and I test the heart and I give each one according to the fruit of his doings. Okay? And that the last portion of that is very very important. The fruit of his doings. What are you doing children y'all that's helping you get in a position to receive a miracle? And I want you to understand how easy it is in the kingdom of God for a miracle to happen. Yeah, I know a lot of us, we wrestle in our minds and we wrestle in our hearts. Oh, I've been struggling with this situation and that situation for such an extended period of time. And God hasn't really, he hasn't really blessed it. But children, I want to read something to you from, from James chapter five, verses 17 to 18, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, very, very important children of Yah. Elijah wasn't.
1: Elijah, he was just like us. He had flaws like we did. He was not the
0: Messiah, but he was transfigured in the kingdom of heaven but going on. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth produced its fruit. Children of Yah, how many of you have found yourselves in a situation where you have prayed for years to God to change a situation and it has not bore fruit yet? It's like the, it's almost like the Chinese bamboo tree. You you plant the seed and you water it for three years. And then one day within three months, it shoots up to 50 to hundred feet tall. That's because in Ephesians, God, once again, he looks at the heart and he looks at the mind. He's always testing us for faith. There are going to be times children of you when you're going to, plant a seed, and you're going to water it, and God is going to realize what you do when you don't get what you want in that instant. You might be praying for an immediate situation to change right then and there, but what happens when God doesn't change it? Are you still going to have that fervency in prayer? Are you still going to have that passion for the Lord? Does the Lord see your heart, as you just want to use him for a fire extinguisher? Or does the Lord see that you have a true fervency and passion and fire to serve him, regardless of whether or not you get what you want? This is very, very important, children of Yah. And so Elijah, he prayed for three years and six months. Now, imagine three years of consistent prayer of not getting what you want and then after six months and three years pass that one time that he prayed God heard him that's because it had nothing and it didn't necessarily have anything to do with timing as much as it had something to do with Elijah's fervency for the Lord Elisha was another man. Elisha was another man. Let's turn to 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 19 to 22. Then the men of the city said to Elisha, Please notice, the situation of this city is pleasant, as my Lord sees, but the water is bad and the ground barren and he said bring me a new bowl and put salt in it so they brought it to him then he went out to the source of the water and cast in the salt there and said thus says the lord i have healed this water from it there shall be no more death or barrenness so the water remains healed to this day according to the word of elisha which he spoke now children of Yah, i know what some of you are thinking. Some of you are thinking, so all he had to do was say it and, it, and, and God just, just blessed him immediately right then and there? Yes and no. See, I always tell people with anything spiritual, with anything in this world, as a matter of fact, it's not what people say, but the spirit behind what people say. It's not the thing that presents itself as harmless, but it's the spirit behind the thing. What I mean is, are you analyzing what is going on in the spiritual realm before you analyze in the physical realm? Because some of us are praying for things that have nothing to do with the kingdom of God. And so we can take that perspective and understand how God sees us. He looks at us the same way. Is it just your words? Or is it the spirit behind your words? What spirit are you showing God? Are you showing a covetous spirit? Maybe you desire money to be rich. Are you showing an envious spirit? Maybe you have jealousy towards your fellow man's success. Maybe you're jealous of that one sister who got her blessing way before you got yours and it made you feel some type of way. Are you presenting God a depressed spirit, a spirit of doubt? Maybe you believe that nothing will happen. So when you pr- make prayers, your prayers are made in vain. Something to think about. And, children, yeah, I want you to know, I want you to pay close attention to what it says in James chapter 5. It says Elijah was a man with a nature like
1: ours. Like hours. How many? How many times do you think
0: that Elijah? First and foremost, Elijah was a faithful man. He was a faithful man. But imagine the days where he got a little, a little doubtful. Imagine the days where he might have questioned himself a little bit, because this is man's nature. There's not one person in this world who doesn't doubt or who hasn't doubted in one situation or another. Maybe you feared a relationship wasn't going to work. Maybe you feared that new business venture wasn't going to work. Maybe when you bought that car, you weren't 100% sure that everything was going to be okay.
1: Maybe you had issues with your health and you didn't have the faith that you would get better. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours.
0: And so we can begin to understand little holes. Cause I know Elijah has some good days and some bad days,
1: but picture the bad days, children of y'all. Picture in spite of, he still prayed. Picture it
0: in spite of, he still cleansed his heart enough to present himself clean in the eyes of the Lord, to say, Father God, bless us with the rain on this day. And when the rain didn't come, imagine how he felt. See, children of y'all, this is what it really comes down to. You have to be consistent in your prayer, regardless of how you feel. Some of us are going through some pretty heartbreaking situations. Some of us men out there, we're in a position where our wives are looking at us, wondering whether or not we can truly provide. Some of us have had rocky starts in our marriages. Some of us, maybe the families didn't really believe in us as much as we wanted them to. Maybe we didn't believe in ourselves as much as we should have. Maybe we too had a nature like elijah even though elijah was a great man of faith you have your days children of y'all i'm gonna be transparent with you today for me was one of those days i found myself in a situation that i
1: find myself in three years ago no 19 20 21 22, 22. Four years ago
0: I found myself in this situation, but the thing that that is different four years later is my faith changed. My heart changed. Maybe I might have felt the same, but my faith certainly grew by leaps and bounds. And children of y'all, back in 2019, that season was a season of some serious drought. And I'm talking financially. The Lord took a lot from me that year and he used it
1: as a lesson just to see how persistent I would be, how consistent I would be. And
0: the lesson I received was not only to be humble, but to understand not to be stressed, not to take on the burden yourself. Because the Bible says, Cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. And the righteous man shall not be moved. When it says the righteous man shall not be moved, it means the righteous man, regardless of how he feels, he will not be
1: shaken in his faith. Whenever life gives him a blind left hook, He's going to rebound very quickly, very simply, because it's the Lord who
0: sustains him. And here's another cool thing, children of you Even if you make mistakes with what God has given you, he still sustains you. Because in your weakness, in your place, in your moment, in your season where you have No choice but to rely on his strength. He sustains. That's why even if I made a mistake with my ministry, it's still a burden that the Lord understands I cannot carry on my own.
1: Even if I fail with raising a family, with keeping a roof over our heads,
0: It's the Lord that sustains because it's an area of my life where I have no idea what I'm doing. So I rely on the discernment of the spirit of truth whom Jesus Christ has sent to us as a result of dying and being resurrected on the cross and ascended into heaven. And I have no choice. But to rely on this, I'm a stranger, I almost want to say in a strange land, but you see, when you walk by faith and not by sight, you don't necessarily need to see what's around the corner to understand that the Lord has your back. Hebrews 11.1 says, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen. Children of YAH, the whole concept behind faith is based on what you cannot see, that
1: uncertainty, the unknown. I almost want to say the blackness. But.
0: It's just that you just don't know and children of y'all based on what God has done in my life thus far. Let me tell you because of my faith, I tend to have a positive spin on things. I tend to, I don't, I'm, I'm not so pessimistic as I used to be in my past before I had the Spirit, before I had Jesus. See, when you're in a dangerous place and you do not have the Holy Spirit inside your heart leading you and guiding you into all truth, children of y'all, is a life that is completely in darkness. That is a life that is completely devoid of all hope. The book of Proverbs says, hope deferred makes the heart grow sick some of us do not have the spirit of the lord do not have the holy spirit the spirit of truth inside our hearts and we hope on things that has none of the lord's presence in we hope for things oh things will just get better i just gotta stay positive how can you stay positive without the holy spirit in your hearts How can you stay positive if you have absolutely no reassurance from the Lord that he will change and sustain
1: you in this season? Children of y'all, that is deferred hope. That is deferred
0: hope, and that is a hope I do not have any desire to absorb. I have been there once before in my entire life where I said, oh, things will get better. Just got to stay positive. Just got to keep moving. Just got to keep moving forward. Yes, you do have to move forward. We have eyes, we have eyes, mouths, feet, and hands in the front of our bodies for a reason. Yes, you do move forward, but children y'all, you're going to understand that the way you move forward is by building your faith. The way you move forward is by building that well of faith so deep that it takes you to places in the kingdom in the spirit that you have absolutely no concept of that you have absolutely you have absolutely no understanding of how it worked jeremiah 33:3, 3 god says call to me and i will answer you and i will show you great and mighty things which you do not know that means that every time you went into prayer the lord showed you something that you didn't understand the lord showed you something completely new And it was another level of your faith. That means that every time Elijah prayed, the Bible says he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again and heaven gave rain. What do you think he learned? If we took that concept of prayer, see, Elijah understood the power of prayer. Elijah was a very, very powerful prophet. He was a very, very powerful man of God. He and Elisha understood the power of prayer. They understood the authority that they were given in their mouths. Some of you out there are some very strong prophets, but you don't know it yet. Some of you out there are very, very strong prophets. Not only that, but you have the power
1: to rain fire from heaven and rain from heaven. The only question is, how hard are you going to push in that conquest to understand
0: how deep that well really is? That's a challenge that we all have, children of Yah. regardless of what the Lord has called you to. Even if you feel like, nah, five-fold ministry is not for me. I'm not an apostle. I'm not a prophet. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a minister. I'm not an evangelist. I'm not any of these things. Even if you feel like you're not any of these things, I promise you, Romans 11, 29 says, the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. If God is giving you 24 hours to live, he's giving you 24 hours to fulfill a purpose he's not giving you 24 hours just for you to soak up some sun eat some mcdonald's post a few selfies play a few video games and go home in your bed that is not the purpose ephesians
1: 5 says understand what the will of the lord is We have to understand this,
0: children of y'all. And so back to my situation, I I find myself now in a situation that I was in four years ago, but the only difference is I know what the Lord has done for me. I know what the Lord did for me then, and I know what he can do for me now. And I prayed to him. When the situation hit me like a ton of bricks, I said,
1: God, what should I do? I don't know what to do. He said, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. No matter how bad the situation gets,
0: I will take care of it. You just have to promise me one thing. You have to build your faith. You have to realize who I am. You have to keep yourself daily and fully committed to what I want you to do. And children of Yah, for some of us, we don't want to do that. We want to fulfill the desires of the flesh. For some of us, having faith means posting 10,000 selfies. For some of us, having faith means carrying on with your life. Not understanding what it is that he really wants you to do. Oh, I'm going to give it to God and I'm just going to live my life. Children of y'all, that is not what God wants you to do. Unless if living your life is preaching the gospel. Unless if living your life is saving souls. Unless if living your life is pushing to build that well of faith. Asking God, what is it that I need to do to change and refine my heart? And children of y'all, here's the real truth. Most of us already know the answer. You say, what does all this have to do with positioning yourself for a miracle? Everything. Everything. Because if you're asking God to fulfill a desire, but you have not given up that secret sin, that skeleton in the closet... Children of Yah, I'm gonna tell you, you're gonna miss out on this very important lesson. See, God demands exposure. God says, present yourself a living sacrifice unto him. Romans 12 says this. You have to present yourself a living sacrifice and do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed through the renewal of your mind. So what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? You have to go through a complete transformation. You don't let your situation turn you into a negative, pessimistic, doubting Thomas.
1: You don't let your situation take you there. Instead, you're almost driven there. Rock bottom is where the Lord is at. It's like turning on the GPS. Some of you, you don't need GPS for your, your
0: neighborhoods because you know them like the back of your hand. You've driven them so many times. You've walked them so many times. You've seen them so many times. You know the streets, you know the signs, you know the homes, you know the roads. You know them. But if I put you in a land you're com- you have no concept of in your head, you're completely unfamiliar with, how much are you going to rely on that GPS? how much are you going to rely how much are you going to look at that gps every 5 seconds versus maybe every 5 minutes for traffic you're not only going to check for traffic you're going to check to see oh is this the right turn or oh, is that the right intersection or oh, is the is that the right interchange you're going to look for cops you're going to you're going to look for everything you might even drive slower because The whole process of being in new territory, it forces us to slow down because you don't want to misstep and land in a minefield. You don't want to misstep and blow yourself up. You don't want to misstep and fail. Even though the Bible says, cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you and he will uplift you and uphold you with his righteous hand. Even though the Bible says that, the Bible says the, right, the righteous man fall down seven times and get back up again. Even though the Bible says that, You still want to do your due diligence and understand that you are following that GPS correctly. Proverbs 3, 6 says, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Children of y'all, some of us acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, but is he Lord over your whole life? Do you go to him in the most simplest decisions that you kind of bypass him for?
1: Like what you're going to eat today? Did you pray over your toothpaste? Did you pray in the shower?
0: Did you pray on the way to work? Did you pray in work? Did you pray at lunch? Did you pray when you ate that snack? Did you pray at the gym? Did you pray at dinner? Did you pray in the house? Did you acknowledge him? Did you look for his presence anywhere and everywhere? Did you go in the spirit
1: and you just hunger for the Lord's word to give you completion over your life? Did you do this, children of
0: these are the things that are very, very important to the Lord. The Lord wants to see how much am I Lord over your life? Are you going to go on social media and waste your life away? Or are you going to go and tune into my media?
1: When I say my media, I mean the Lord's. Are you going to tune into the channel I'm broadcasting? The channel that will help you seek victory over your situation,
0: the channel that will help you seek a miracle over your situation. And children of y'all, I just love getting to a place where I just experience just one miracle that God has done. And from that miracle, I chase for more. And I don't I don't want to just use God as a lottery ticket, but I just want to be so emboldened, empowered and strengthened by him. The Bible says, "Man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God." Children of God, you got to get to a place where you just hunger for anything he tells you. Even it's the thing, even if it's the thing, excuse me, that you don't want to hear.
1: Even if it's the thing that has nothing to do with what you're going through, you might be like, Father
0: God, what should I do about my financial situation? And he directs
1: you in your health and says, stay away from sugary drinks. But God,
0: I asked about my financial situation. Why are you telling me about sugary drinks? Stay away from
1: the Kool-Aid. Stay away from the snap. Stay away from the soda. But uh, okay, but I don't really understand. You don't need to understand.
0: Remember, we walk by faith and not by sight. You don't need to see everything and what the Lord is telling you to do. A simple act of obedience in one area can correct another. Because the Lord doesn't see it as, oh, you needed help in your finances, so I'm only going to direct you in finances. No.
1: It's an act of obedience. The very simple act for some men. Maybe you don't kiss your wife goodnight like you once used to. Maybe you don't. Hug your wife.
0: Maybe you don't tell your wife that you love her as much as you
1: should. And just that one simple act of obedience, maybe the Lord is telling you, love your wives tonight, children. Maybe the Lord is telling you, kiss your wife at a moment she least expects it, at a moment where she's feeling like she's unloved. This man will never return to the man I once loved. And then you reach over and you kiss her. And then you hug her. And it just, and then you just feel the warmth. Children of Yah. It's all inclusive. What happens in one
0: area of your life affects the other. The Bible says. If you are faithful in little, I will make you ruler over much. If you could be faithful in your health and listen to God's direction in your health, then you could be faithful in God's direction in your money. You could be faithful in God's direction in your relationships. You could be faithful in God's direction in your spiritual life, in your personal life. You can be faithful
1: in all these things, all of them. And see, I know what it is. I know what it is to find yourself in a place where maybe maybe you let it go. Maybe you let it go a little bit.
0: Maybe life just took you a different direction and you feel like, man,
1: I don't really worship the Lord like I used to. I'm not really feeling the oil like I used to.
0: You know, the bills just caught up. The responsibilities caught up. You got to understand, children, y'all, that everything in this world is spiritual, everything. And me personally, I pay attention to these things. I pay attention to these things to the
1: extent where I pray over them anyway. I would love to just take a whole week off and do nothing but pray. No work, no workout, no TV, no nothing.
0: But the one thing I notice about my situations, and I know a lot of you notice too, not just about mine, but your own situations, is that when life takes you a whole different direction, how many of you understand That the responsibilities they just pile up. You finish off one thing, and then another situation comes. It's just, it's just over and over. It's just nonstop. How many of you have seen the last Matrix movie? So there's a part where Neo talks to Trinity for those of you who are familiar, and Neo is trying to inform Trinity of the truth of who she is. And then right as she's about to get to the heart of the truth. Her family all of a sudden comes in and says, come on, we got to go. And she's distracted. But there's a moment in the movie where she stops being distracted. And the spirits reveal themselves for what they really are. See, it's never the things around us, children of y'all. It's the spirits behind everything that we have to discern. And children of y'all, I'm very well aware. That there is a spirit that wants to distract me from doing God's will. That there is a spirit that wants to plant the seed of doubt in your hand and say, God is not going to bless you with this this time. Look at how everything went last time. You found yourself in this situation and you failed miserably. Look at how everything turned out. You failed so many times in the past. What makes you think this time will be any different? You got to be mindful of these voices, children of y'all. The devil is trying to find that open door. I can't get him with the alcohol. I can't get him with the weed, but I could get him with the doubt. I could get him with the bills. I can hit him with this. I can hit him with that. But here is the blessing, children of y'all. All things work together for the good and that love God and who are the called, according to His purpose. All things work together. That means in a period where you're not sure, that is going to work together for your good. That will show you the areas you need to build. See any attack that the devil likes to likes to deploy on the brethren, the body of Christ? that is an area that we must rely on the lord for at all times whether it's adultery whether it's lust whether it's sexual immorality whether it's homosexuality drunkenness new wine meaning meaning weed meaning crack cocaine whatever whatever is out there that is an area we have to seek the lord in because the lord says for my strength is made perfect in weakness and my grace is made sufficient for you my grace is made sufficient for you. And going back to what I was saying with the wives, I, I looked up this verse and one of my Facebook friends posted it on her profile and I just found it very, very profound. And, I, and it's a verse that comes from First Peter chapter 3, verse seven. And it says, husbands, likewise, dwell with them, your wives, with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered.
1: Children of Yah, for some of us, the men, going back to what I said earlier, you we see,
0: us men, we're logical thinkers. We think if we're not making enough money, what do we do? We make more money. <laughs> We think if the car is broken down, what do we do? We find ways to fix the car. But what if the solution is to love on your wife
1: more if you haven't? What if the solution is, I got to look at my wife in
0: her eyes a little bit more. I got to spend more time with her a little bit more. I got to show her that I appreciate her and everything that we do so that the Lord can see it. And he sees that regardless of what this couple is going through, they love each other and they're dedicated to helping each other grow in the name of Jesus. It's a beautiful thing, children, you Sometimes the simplest things that we overlook Every single day that the Lord is trying to, he's trying to suggest that we do. He's trying to nudge us in a, in, a, in a specific direction. In our logical minds, we don't think it's going to work. But it's not what we think works, children of y'all. It's about our obedience. Proverbs 3 verse 5 says, trust the Lord with all your heart.
1: And lean not on your own understanding. Children of y'all, I don't know about you guys, but I'm tired. I'm tired of jumping to my own conclusions about things. And I realize that the way I used to be, whenever a negative situation hit me, it was like, great, another failure. I failed again. With all the negative talk I heard in my family. How can you ever expect this when you can't even do that? Children of yah, I heard that non-stop in my home. I heard that non stop. And children of yah, over the years, before I got to where I am now in my faith, I let the devil gain a foothold in my thinking. And then I said, nope. Nope, I renounce you with the blood of Jesus. You have no authority
0: in my thought process. Whatever the Lord wants me to do, I'm going to do it. I may not do it perfect, but remember what I said, children of you cast the burden on the Lord
1: and he will sustain you and the righteous shall not be moved. that's the beauty of it. You don't even have to do it 100% correct. You just have to do it 100% faithful. Because he says he will sustain you.
0: Prayed about a financial situation one time. The Lord said, I am the great sustainer of all things. If you believe in me, watch what I do. 15 seconds later, my bank account was blessed.
1: My bank account was blessed. And I'm not about to make this into I love money more than I love God because it's not true. Otherwise, the Lord wouldn't have blessed me. Lord over my life is not money. The Lord over my life is Jehovah Jireh, the most high God, the God, the provider, God, the sustainer, the great I am. The Ancient of Days. I love this. And children of Yah, there's a consequence
0: for when you're not in position for a miracle. I'm going to read Deuteronomy eleven sixteen 16 to 17, and then I'm going to close up. Take heed to yourselves, lest your heart be deceived, and you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them, lest the Lord's anger be aroused against you, and he shut up the heavens so that there be no rain and the land yields no produce, and you perish quickly from the good land which the Lord is giving you. Children of Yah. When it says other gods, that pretty much means anything that we love more than we love God. And it doesn't always have to be money. It could be vanity. It could be makeup for the women. It could be the 10,000 selfies for the women. It could be it could be uh 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 it could be alcohol. It could be weed. It could be video games. It could be cars. Anything that we put before the obedience and worship and fervency for the Lord
1: is what the Bible says another god. This is what the Bible says, children of Yah. And we have to realize that there are dire consequences
0: for all of those who don't believe in the miracle. Some of us are preaching the miracle, but don't necessarily believe it within our hearts, children of Yah, children of Yah. We have to learn to discern this very thing. We have to learn
1: to discern the spirits behind things, behind people. The Bible says, my sheep, they
0: know me by my voice, and they follow me. This is what the Bible says, children. We got to learn to listen to the voice of the shepherd, and the voice of the shepherd is a voice that knows how to lead us in times of trial, and times of tribulation. The voice of the shepherd is a voice that will be very, very quick in haste to give us the thing that we need to be triumphant and victorious. And this is the spirit I push
1: hard for. This is what it means to get in position for a miracle, Father God. I said, Father God. Oops. But this is the position that we need to be ready for. Some of us, We're praying for miracles, and we're
0: asking God to come to us, but we never go to where he's at. We never go into his unknown territory. We never push and push and push, and some days, you're not going to get the answer you want, you're not going to get the answer at all, but are you still going to push? When God doesn't give you what you want in that moment, are you going to be mad at God, or are you going to say, I understand? Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your spirit. and Thank you for your truth. And thank you for the daily bread. Thank you for helping me understand that it's not always about me. It's not always about what I want. But your heart has to be ready for that miracle, children. Yeah. Your heart has to, your heart has, there has to be a changing of the heart. I see too many people, they live lives very contrary to the doctrine of Christ. And then when they get in a position, maybe they find themselves in a hospital bed. Maybe they find themselves down and out. The first thing I see is I need prayers. Where was that fervency when you were completely fine? Where was that? Where was that push? When everything was going good. See, that's the secret children of yeah. you see warriors. They train hard during the war, but they train 10 times harder during times of peace. How hard are you fighting when everything is going good? How hard are you fighting when you think you don't need God in your life? When you think you don't need the Lord's help that day, how hard are you pushing anyway? You got to build that well in order to be in great position for a miracle. I'm a fan
1: of football. Football is a game of angles. If you are caught at the bad angle, you potentially ruin the play and the other team scores or, the other, or your team doesn't score. You got to be
0: in position. See, when I play football and I wasn't in position,
1: coaches chewed me out. What are you doing? You're killing me, Woody. You're killing me. That is not the correct position. And there are times in the game I got in the wrong position and the play got busted. And they got real positive yardage or they scored a touchdown and we ended up losing the game
0: why because i wasn't in position and sometimes children of y'all you're gonna have to you're gonna have to fight just to get in position actually that's not a sometimes that's all the time because in football in order for me see i played lineman when i played football i was a lineman And one of the things that they always taught us on the offensive side of the ball was to get to the second level. For those of you who are not familiar with football, what that basically means is for a lineman, the fat guys that you see down on the ground, and when the ball is snapped, they hit each other. I was the guy on the offensive side of the ball. I was blocking for the people carrying the ball. And one of the things that they taught us when they say get to the second level is, Block the first guy and then work to the people behind him so that the lanes can open up and we can get more yardage out of the play. Children, y'all, this is the same thing. The way to the miracle is not going to be this magical Oh, straight path, no obstacles, no worries, no attacks, no this, no that. Even the children of Israel were attacked on their way to the promised land and the Lord repaid them. The Lord repaid them. But you gotta, as the coaches used to tell us in football, you gotta get to the next level. There's always a next level to be achieved in the spirit, children, y'all. There's always a next level, even if you think you know enough Bible, even if you think you know enough of the spirit, I can promise you, you don't. There's always more to know. Our minds are too small for God to fit in our heads. Our minds are too small to even to even grasp the concept and vastness of what God really, really is. Our minds are too small for that. And so for that particular reason, we have to get and push to the next level. We have to set up our blocks. We have to be in a position to make the big play. We have to be in a position to catch the ball. Whether we make the big play or not, is honestly going to be up to the discretion of God's timing. But at least you're in position, because if you're not in position, then you will miss the opportunity. And it says that in Deuteronomy 28, the opportunities that God has for you, if you're not in obedience and in accordance with his word, those opportunities will be given to someone else. King Saul failed. So you know what happened? David took his spot because he wasn't in position. He was given the opportunity to do the right thing. And ultimately he chose not to. And that is why the new covenant came through David, because
1: the Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart. Get into position,
0: children of y'all. Position yourselves for a miracle. No matter how hopeless it looks, you're still in this fight. Even if the other team is playing smash mouth football, even if the other team, they're wiggity-washing you all over the place. They're mopping the floor with you.
1: As long as you have the spirit of God, you're never out of the fight. You're never out of it. You're never out of it. So do everything you can possibly do, children of y'all, to be in position.
0: Do everything you can possibly do to make sure you are ready for your miracle and many, many more miracles to come. Because just because you received a miracle of God from God doesn't mean you only get one miracle. Some of y'all have a multi, some of y'all have a one miracle God. I'll wait until my grandmother's in the hospital to use up my miracle. I'll wait until I can't afford to pay my rent anymore. And that's when I'll use up my miracle. I'll wait until my marriage completely fails and my house gets foreclosed on. And my kids hate me to use up my miracle. You have a one miracle God or you have a multi-miracle God. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that God limits us to one miracle. We serve a multi-miracle God. Multi-miracle. God will open doors for you before you even realize they are opened.
1: But you got to build that well of faith. So build it. Build it, get in position because the
0: miracle is coming, children of y'all. Guys, that's all I have for tonight. I pray to you guys go sow in Jesus' name, go grow in Jesus' name. I'm gonna do my best to post this episode on all the platforms. I thank those of you for tuning in live. I thank those of you, you know, for your support. I love each and every one of you. I don't do this for the popularity. I do this for the one person who wants it. I do this for the one person who's hungry. Being Christian is never popular. It's never popular. But if I can push for that one person, because the Bible says the kingdom of heaven rejoices more over the one soul than over the 99 that entered. One soul. You are so important, children of Yah. You have no idea how important you are. You have no idea for some of you, you don't know how important your identity is. The closer you come to it, the more you will realize how much you were beloved, how much you were needed, and how much the Lord truly sustained you. But I love you all, go so in Jesus' name, go grow in Jesus' name, get in position. Get in position for your miracle. I love you. God bless you. Good night.